0800-150-811 is our number, or you can text us through on double eight double three, and uh, we have plenty of uh, texts coming through regarding uh, the switch of um, players from union to league, particularly, or sorry, from league to union, uh, particularly over in Australia. With the, I mean, with Eddie Jones, that was a big part of his plan to get the Wallabies back on track. Right, was to bring these players over. But as you've mentioned, Kempy, guys like Phil War and that are talking about why are we splashing five mil on a on a on a league winger when we could probably, you know, um, pay 25, 30 guys coming through the system a decent wage to keep them in the game. Yeah, like I think I think that attack on rugby league by both Eddie Jones and um, the CEO and the signing of Soali is probably somewhere in the in the in the furthest part of their minds at the moment, Australia, when they're looking at trying to get the 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 train back on the tracks. Um, I I tend to agree with them that the money shouldn't be spent on on a, a war against another sport. You know, they don't have the the coffers of the NRL, and the NRL are taking on the AFL. Um, you know, and, and we talked about it yesterday, that tweet that I said about the free advertising for the NRL after the, the, the All Blacks and the South African uh, final at the World Cup. It's a totally different beast because you've got the NRL uh, demanding close to $3 billion with, um, with the media rights because of the NRL competition. They don't have that luxury, the Australian Rugby Union. So when they're given that money, the, the question should be, like, where's the money coming from? Where's the money coming from? How, how are you going to sustain it? If it's on one player, what can you do with that amount of money, um, given the fact that if you're going to take $5 million out of your bank account, how are you going to replace it? And I, and I think having one player running around on a wing isn't going, to, isn't going to be value for money. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's an interesting one, mate. I, I think there's going to have to be a complete pivot from whoever comes in, and I think it needs to be led from the top, right? You know, if he, Eddie Jones was trying to be a director of football as well as a head coach, and I don't think that works anymore in the in the, in the modern climate. You know, it's something that would, could have been done in the 80s and 90s, but I don't think it can be done now. Uh, I mean, you've got the right people, I think, in Phil War there, but I think Hamish McLennan needs to go, doesn't he? I mean, if he's CEO and all this happened under his watch... This was all stuff he rubber stamped, and it's gone this sideways this fast. Surely he's got to be. There's got to be a big question mark next to his job. Yeah, well, as he talked about for you know for war when he was you know put into that that position, um, probably the right guy for the job. But is he getting the support from the McLennan Clennons? You know what I mean? And and of course with Eddie Jones going, the 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 house of cards, the deck of cards is starting to fall over. Um, I think he's got to go. I think you've got to take a, a different direction if the game is to survive over there and, and New Zealand needs a really strong Australia. Like, where do they go for their coach? You know, is it Ian Foster? There's talk about Ian Foster coming out yesterday saying that he will take an international job. Um, you know, you, you've, you look around the world, you've already got Andy Farrell, who's English coaching Ireland. You've got Warren Gatlin, who's Kiwi coaching um, Wales. You know, you've got, you've got different... Nationality, nationalities coaching excuse me um, but does Ian Foster go and and do what I'd look I think it'd be a bad move if Fossey win the coach yeah, I, Aussie. I can't see it but does he does he does he take it because there's not not that many other jobs out there well I think he's probably all right for a little bit he can probably sit back and then pick and choose um, I mean I don't know if you've seen it Kempe I've got it in one of my news stories but uh, the Australia the, the current world rankings 
have a stab at where Australia is sitting. Oh, okay. Uh, here we go. Well, obviously, France, Ireland, South Africa, New Zealand, that's, that's four. Yep. Uh, I'd have to put in that probably Wales, Fiji, uh, Scotland, so that's seven. Uh, England, obviously, in there, that's eight. Would you put Samoa or Tonga above them? Um, Argentina, I'd say 10th. You're close, the 9th. That's not bad, ninth. not bad, Kempi, not bad at all. Good work, good work on the fly. Yeah, the Aussies are 9th, so I think if you're Fozzie, you can sit there and wait, wait for Who an opportunity. Who sits in 10th? Argentina. Fiji. Fiji, what, well... Because it's a cumulative put, points, right? So, yeah, but I mean, yeah, Fiji I'd had a great Fiji World Cup. in front of them. Yeah, 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 yeah totally, totally. <laughs> I'll tell you, what, a guy who is uh, potential, the Fijian coach. He stood down as Fijian coach because he wants to spend more time with the family. His family live in Australia, live yeah, in Brisbane. And a, and a lot of the players do too. So, you know, um, it's a tough one. You're going you're gonna to probably hurt a little bit if you take that job. Eddie, Eddie Jones has come in with a lot of experience that's lasted 10 months. They reckon he's left it in a worse, worse spot. Um, so if you if you come in, well, what what is the strategy about signing the Fijian coach? You sign the Fijian coach so you can sign the players. Well, that's that's why I just think he's shown he has improved a bunch of players to to a point where they've got um, you know they've beaten England at Twickenham and they've pushed England in a Rugby World Cup quarter final and they finished second in their pool. I think that's that's what you look at. I mean, I, I think he's done it. I don't know whether or not he'd get players over, but. I think he's shown that he can turn a bunch of players into something more than the, the sum of their parts in terms of what Fiji were doing before he took that job. Yeah, but I, but I think your coach has to be more than that, Rick. I think he has to go back into the schools, go back into the grassroots, rebuild the game from the bottom up, um, not just go there and coach the Australian side. Yeah, but there will tell you what, there is a, uh, there's, there's an obvious answer, and that is Stephen Larkham, who's at the Brumbies. Um, he's, he's probably... I think the most obvious candidate, whether or not he'll do it just yet, be interesting. I had a text through here on double eight double three morning, guys. I heard Jeremy Paul tell staff that the five million came from that Perth miner and not Australian rugby. So this money would never have seen the grassroots. Okay, so that's is his name, Andrew Forrest, that uh, that props up the Western Force. I think. Yeah, well, we've had a we've had a few um, people. We had Reinhardt try and prop, um, prop up the the Australian nipple side too, didn't we? You know, like the, the philanthropists, especially in those tier, those tiered type of sports, will always be there. Again, yes, it's needed to, to, to sign those players, but it ain't going to fix... It's like a, it's like a, a, a bit of putty on a, on, a, on, a, on a Titanic that's sinking really quickly, you know? It's not going to fix the big issues. No, you're right there, mate. It will not. Uh, it is uh, 27 away from seven. We uh, best get off to the latest in news with Aroha. Here she is. Thanks to Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now.